Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Happy Thursday, y'all. Short work week, right? Mm -hmm. Short work week. For most people. Four day work week. Yeah. Let's make this a law. Why can't we get this figured out? It's a weird time though. This week is such a weird one, isn't it? Like some people are here, some people are there. So you don't know what day it is still. Like I'm still in that mindset of like, what day is it again? I have to keep checking the calendar. I'm like, oh yeah, it's 2023. Yeah. Uh, Well, you know what? I think a lot of people are going to have some extra time off in 2023. Did you see what happened in Amazon yesterday? What happened? Amazon and um, Salesforce, the the software company. I did hear about Salesforce. Salesforce laid off 8,000 employees. Yeah. 8,000. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Amazon laid off 18,000. Yeah. It's fucked up. That's a lot. When it comes to Salesforce, from what I know, because um, actually we're a company that uses Salesforce. Um, I know that we do have it. And I know a lot of companies do use Salesforce. It's basically just like a software for people in sales. It makes things nice and easy and convenient. Everything's all in one package. You go there, you can see your client stuff, whatever. It's very convenient from what I hear. It's great. However, the issue is, as companies cut down on things, one of the things that they're cutting down on is these extra applications because they're not cheap. All these packages that you can buy, Salesforce is one of many different ones that you can buy, cost you a lot of money. If there's a company that wants to run this software, you're not just, it's not like, oh yeah, it's your subscription for $20 a month. Oh, fuck no. You're spending $100,000 a year using these software. Like I'm just giving you a a rough example, but it depends on how big the company is, of course, right? And if companies have to cut down on stuff and they think, you know what, that could be put in an email. Fuck this. <laughs> That's what's happened. So a lot of people, uh, a lot of companies have cut down on their use of these uh, programs, Salesforce being one of them. Now, when it comes to Amazon, what was the reasoning there? They see a downturn in the economy coming. Just an economy. Yep. We're probably realizing not as many people are going to be just buying shit willy nilly. Yeah. I mean, next Wednesday, we're going to get another interest rate announcement. And that one, most people figure is going to be the nail in the coffin that that puts us officially into a recession. But companies know it's here and they or they know it's coming. I'll give you an example. Uh, I'm going to read you a DM I got. Hey, Scott, please keep this anonymous. I work at Loblaw. We had a big employee conference the other morning. The first thing the SVP of finance said was, quote, As much as Ottawa believes or says anything, the recession is coming and we must be prepared. The government policies are beginning to affect how the middle class is spending and the pressure on Loblaw's bottom line will be very visible early next year, Mm. meaning early this year. Mm -hmm. Hey, if Loblaw is telling their employees, yeah, we're going to have to start tightening our belts here because the recession's coming, that looks pretty bad, especially when grocery stores that are have got such inflated prices right now yeah. are preparing for it. By the way, holy shit, did Galen Weston ever get crapped on yesterday? That was bad. I think it was um, Shimon Morris at uh, CTV News posted a picture, and it was five chicken breasts, 
for $36. That's outrageous. Like, that's outrageous. How much should five chicken breasts cost on average? I know that there's different I, kinds. At one and stuff, point, but... I knew it was like 20. From, from what I remember, and I remember this being like relatively in the high range, but it, let's say normal pricing, no sale on chicken. I would expect to spend 18 to 20 bucks okay. on five. $36. Yeah. yeah. And, and in comparison, you can go and get that five chicken breast packet at Longo's, Farm Boy, and at other stores substantially cheaper. I mean, double digits cheaper, like 12 to $15 cheaper than yeah. it was at Loblaw. And people are again asking, are they gouging us? Mm-hmm. Are they just taking extra profit because they figure people aren't going to shop around or they can sucker enough people that it's worth it to raise the prices? They'll turn some people off, but most people will just hold their nose mm-hmm. and pay the price. Is that what's going on here? And are people doing that? I mean, I'm curious. Like myself, I probably go shopping at three different places a week, two to three places a week yeah. for those reasons. Because I'll go out and I'll say, okay, this this place is probably going to be good for my boxed items and my canned items and whatever. And then, oh, I need my fresh produce and stuff like that. So I'll look at, uh, in advance. I always have, though, looked on like a flip app or whatever to see what the prices are. I think more and more people are, though, realizing that and saying, I hope they are anyway, saying no. Saying, no, I'm not going to spend $36 on five chicken breasts when I know that those other places are going to sell it for cheaper. And then we need to ask the questions of why. Why? You need to know the, we need to know the answer. Will we get the answer? I mean, legally, I feel like we need to know. Where's this profit going? You know those uh, like charities that have the pie charts for you, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll let you know, hey, you're giving a $20 donation. Here's, here's what happens though. We need staff to keep us running. So they're going to get 20% of whatever you're giving. And 1% goes to this fee and that fee. But the rest is all donated directly to the charity. We need that pie chart for like everything, I feel like right now, especially. I want transparency. Yeah. I want to know how much you guys pay for it. And then how much do you yeah. mark it up for? And how does that compare to say three months ago? Six months ago, a year ago, that would be relevant information to me. I, uh, I don't understand the, uh, the geography of it either. So I'll, I'll say it again. We said it on our radio show this morning. A pineapple at Farm Boy right now. Pineapple. Mm-hmm. Costa Rica, South America, or Hawaii. $2.99 for a whole pineapple. You can get it peeled and cored for $2.99. Same price. But if I want a tomato that was grown in Leamington... Three ninety nine a pound. So you're probably going to pay mm-hmm. about four fifty for a tomato. How can a tomato that was grown twenty five minutes from here cost more than a pineapple that was flown in from South America? Yeah, I'd love to know the reasoning for that too. And similarly, like watermelons, I noticed that too. Watermelons aren't the best this time of year. We all know that. However, actually, I did buy a mini watermelon because it was on sale for five dollars for a mini watermelon. By the way, that was a sale. That's so crazy to me. But to me, it's like, okay, so I can buy this watermelon for five bucks, but then I, you expect me to buy three apples for $7? Like, you know, some of the apple prices are insane. Like, there's just so many different examples that you could give with just inflated prices. Well, Galen Weston got run through the ringer yesterday on social media because people saw that obvious gouge, and it's not right. I mean, people see these prices, and they're, they're very, very concerned. So... I'll give you another example here. We've got the the price of groceries that is just through the roof, and it seems like nobody cares. But the groceries, those are the important ones that affect everybody. Mm -hmm. The price of everything is up a little bit, and in most cases, we have a little bit of control as consumers. If I don't like the, the new higher prices on, you name it, let's say I need a new, a new washer and dryer. Right. Okay. Those are inflated right now, too, those appliance prices. I have a choice. 
I can buy used on Facebook Marketplace or on Kijiji or whatever, or I can just wait. I don't actually have to do it. We can wait those people out until they bring their prices down naturally. But grocery stores, we don't have an option. We all have to eat. When I go to the grocery store, I'd love to be organized enough to say, well, I'm going to buy chicken. Let me go through the Flip app and see who's got the cheapest chicken this week. Oh, I've got to get a... A roast. Let's see who's got the cheapest roast. Right. No, what right. I do is I'll go to a store and I just have my bullshit meter. So um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a bullshit meter too, actually. Well, I'll be rolling through the, I'll start in the produce aisle every time. Start there. And if I see, oh, okay. So broccoli, which in season you can get for like 99 cents a head is now for some reason $6.99 a pound or something like that. Okay, that's bullshit. So we're either not having broccoli or I'll buy that somewhere else. Then we roll into the milk. That's gone up like crazy too. Yes, it then, has. Then we get into the canned goods. I don't know why the canned goods are there. Some of those canned goods have been there since before the fucking recession. They're canned goods. They have a long shelf life. How did they go up so much? I don't understand that either. And then you get to the meat, and the meat is really, really expensive, and that's in with the seafood and so on and so forth. So I'll go through and get as much as I can for as cheap as I can, take it home, and then I think, well, I didn't get this, I didn't get that, didn't get this, didn't get that. So then I have to trek off to another store and look for a different deal. Yeah. By the time it's all said and done and I've driven all over Hell's Half Acre, I don't know if I'm actually saving any money, but I'm certainly not giving the grocery stores that kind of money. And you know what? It's totally okay to be angry at the grocery stores right now. They're sure. going to, everybody is hiding behind, what is it? Supply chain, gas prices, the war in Ukraine. Okay. I guess you guys can go ahead and do that, but it doesn't make sense to me that if one grocery store is selling it for two ninety nine, dollars yes, that's the part that doesn't make sense. And another grocery store is selling the exact same product for $5.99. That's not right. It's all the same company. Like, I'll give you an example of, you know, every grocery store you go into almost will sell like Driscoll's fucking raspberries. So I'm really confused as to how it can be $5.99 for a pint here, but $2.99 for a pint there. It's the, it's literally the same product. But when can we get Does one come with cocaine? Like, I'm so (laughs) confused. Even that would be too much (laughs) if it had cocaine. Like, geez. What are drug prices like? Have they gone up or gone (laughs) down? Because I have a feeling there's a lot more people using drugs now than were uh, before this started to go completely sideways. I don't see anything at the cannabis stores, if that's what you're asking. I don't really notice anything like that. I don't shop there regularly. I really, truly don't. But uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure that's impacting. It's impacting everyone slightly. Interesting. Okay. Well, the grocery store thing, it seems like nobody is Nobody cares. Nobody's looking out for us. And all we can do as consumers is use the power of our dollar. And in a lot of cases, you can. In the food case, though, fuck, you got to eat. And there's a lot of people who are sacrificing meals or sacrificing portions or they're they're buying off brands and stuff like that. And we know how many people are going to food banks. Like people are trying everything they can to cut down those bills. But it seems like nobody in Ottawa is as outraged as the middle classes. We're all fed up and had it to hear. But if you talk to our politicians, they don't even seem to be aware that this is a problem. They didn't even know that there's a shortage of adult cold and flu medication until just the other day. Yet we've all seen the bare shelves. As soon as they got the stock in for the kids stuff, all the adult stuff ran out. You know what concerns me too is I can't stand waste. And when we know there's so many families right now who are barely getting by and are forced into those canned goods and other items when they would love to have produce and fresh uh, meat, whatever, 
are things going to waste because people aren't buying them? Because, I mean, we ask ourselves, mm. are people buying this five pack of chicken breast for $36? What happens if it gets to the point where it's close to that end date? Are they throwing it out? Like, are we at the point now where we're actually wasting food because these prices are so inflated? You know, that's an interesting question. And I'm sure it will probably vary by the chain or yeah. by the independent grocer that you're dealing with. But I would hope that if there's any evidence that if they can't sell it for $36, they'll throw it out as opposed to mark it down or donate it to a food bank or, or a homeless something. shelter or something. And by all means, if some, I'm not trying to say that they are wasting it. If somebody knows something about what happens, even inside the grocery store, I think all you have to do is work inside the grocery store in those departments to know how it works. I mean, you have places like a, a, a Dutchies is nearby where I am, which is a place you get stuff for cheap, but some t- you have to watch because it's like close to the end date on some cases. But what they'll do is they'll freeze everything that's close to that end date. Put it in the freezer section and mark it down. So you can go ahead and go right to the, the back in the freezer section and you can get those blueberries for like a dollar a bag of frozen blueberries if you don't want to spend that price on the blueberries, which is at three ninety nine, for example. Uh, can I just say I respect that? I like that. Sure, mm-hmm. I'll buy frozen chicken breasts if that means it's going to be cheaper and I, as long as I know that it's okay and not expired. But are, are the regular chains, your, your Loblaws stores and whatnot, are, what are they doing with it? What are, or is it, do they even see an issue? Or is it just people are going in and they don't give a shit? And they're like, I don't care. I know people who are doing that, by the way, who are like, yeah, I noticed. I noticed my grocery bill went up $100 a week. But they're okay with it. Obviously, they're not hurting for money, so it's fine. But for a lot of people, that makes a massive difference for them. You know what one thing we've never done in this country, or we haven't done it for probably an entire generation, is we haven't actually defined what middle class is. And I have a feeling that the people in Ottawa are still using like the 1960s definition of right. middle class of, well, if you have a household income of uh, 50 to $60,000, you're, you're the middle class. Anybody mm-hmm. who's making over 100 is wealthy. I don't think so, Kat. I mean, I, I, think, think, so either. I think that if you get two people combined that are bringing in over $150,000 a year, that's middle class. Mm-hmm. And that's the bare minimum, I think, that you can earn to have a place with a little bit of property and put food on the table for your, on average, family of four. You have to be making at least that. But the government seems to think that anybody who's over 50 grand is middle class. We have a minister of the middle class in Canada, an actual ministry that's responsible for the middle class, and I've never once seen them define what is middle class what's yeah. considered lower or poorer class and what's considered rich. Cause I have a feeling that our politicians are really disconnected on stuff like that. Um, one other thing uh, that came up just a second ago, you were talking about cannabis. I have an interesting question for you. I like cannabis stores. Mm-hmm. They're having supply chain issues too. Cause there's a lot, I can't tell you how frustrating it is when I go into a store and I get a product I like and I think, Oh, this is it. This is the, the root beer float pre-roll. I love it. This is going to be my brand. <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah. Cool. It's at, it's, they call it a hard hitter. I don't, do sm- I don't smoke anything. Got it. I'm an edible girl. So let me tell you, when it comes to the pre-rolls, they, they're not the most potent out there. I, I think that they're, they're okay, especially for people who are novice or just getting into it and things like that. And, and that's fine. You need something a little bit lighter. There's some people, though, who have been using it for a long time or they've built up a certain tolerance. They need it a little more potent. So they have some of these hard hitters. And even a hard hitter isn't that hard, but it's a lot harder than some of the base stuff. So I found a couple of them. One of them was called Root Beer Float. And I was finding it at this place. Um, they've got a number of them. Canna Cannabis. Okay, I've that? heard of them, yep. And I thought, they've got the brand I like. They offer a membership. 
And the membership is simple. You just give them your name and your phone number and you're in the system. And if you're a member, you get a discount off of the price that's on there. It makes no sense to not give them your name and phone number and not take the discount. So it basically everybody who goes through the door is going to be a member. I was there yesterday. Sure enough, out of root beer float. Don't know when we're going to get it anymore. And they gave me something else. I'll try it later. We'll see if it's any good. They say it's even better. Fine. But you didn't have what I wanted. And now they're going to start charging $35 for the membership. And I'm wondering, do I want to be a member at a cannabis store? They say I'll get... Do you get a card? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if anyone even wants to carry a card around anymore, but do you? I don't know. I'm not sure. All they told me is uh, I'll get exclusive access to certain discounts and and certain products, I guess, th- okay. that I'll have access to. I would assume a store is going to sell what they've got. I wouldn't assume that they're going to take perfectly good inventory and hold it back in case a member happens to come in. So I'm not really sure if this is worth my value, but I also don't want to pay more. 35 bucks for a membership to a cannabis store. Also, what if that leaks? Do I want to be on the leak of members of this fucking cannabis list? I don't know. Should I sign up for it? Yeah. Really? I don't know. Doesn't say that. Does it save you more than 35? Well, they say it will, but then you're also... If you, you have to ask yourself how much you spend there, sure. obviously, and do a little bit of math. And you also have to ask yourself, if I'm a member, does that mean that because I've invested in a membership, I'm only going to want to shop here? And if I only right. shop here, do I miss out on yeah. things at other stores? I'd like to support. I think I'd like access to the discounts. I just don't know if I want a full-blown commit because then I feel like, ah, shit, I just want, I mean, am I a stoner now? I don't know if I'm a member in a no, cannabis store it's and no I paid for the membership. It's no different than you signing up for the, regrettably, for like Old Navy deals. Who cares? I mean, it's there. And if you want to use it, you'll use it. And you can definitely shop other places. I have like a local one. So I like to support local. Good for and you. And I go in there and they have a system too, but I have no idea how it works. They just take my phone number every time. Right. They're like, yeah, enter your phone number for your points. I'm like, what does this get me? But eventually, apparently I do get free stuff. I just have to work my way to that. Okay, so eventually they're going to pull this, This okay, so now to be a member, it's, it's $35 cost me some a money. year. It might end up happening, yeah. So I, I think that that's the way they're going. They've built up their database, and then they want their core group of members that they can blast with email and text message sales huh. every day. Interesting. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, can I do a couple product reviews? Yeah, okay. sure. By the way, we're going to talk about the ring guy in just a sec. Cause we had a great debate today on our morning show and I don't think we agree on this. So it'll be fun when we get to it here in the pod, but two new products that I tried yesterday, Starbucks dropped off the new pistachio cream cold brew. If you like pistachio, you would probably like this. I tried it. I didn't get a whole lot of pistachio flavor out of it. It was okay. 
but I didn't get a whole lot of pistachio. So many people DM'd me on Instagram about that because I put it on my story asking, how was it? Did you love it? Blah, blah, blah. I don't really like cold coffee. So no, I didn't really love it, to be honest with you. I didn't think it was that great. I like cold coffee, but my issue is like this time of year, I don't have cold coffee. I, I love a nice coffee, but it's I, I, would not, I would not go out of my way to order one this time of year anyway. So I do find that interesting. But I know there's people who do. I know there's a lot of people who year round, they're iced coffee people. There's people getting ice caps at Tim's right now. Apparently, the pistachio latte is excellent, and it's the third year they've had it, and people love that one. I know that. It's, it's almost like the winter cult classic, but the cold brew, not for me. But anyway, you might like it if you want to try it. The other one was people are definitely trying to cut corners on their food bills, and that might mean eating out a lot more because when you're asking yourself, huh, do I want to spend $14 on four hamburgers and then another three bucks for buns at the grocery store just to make burgers tonight? Or do I just want to go to Burger King and buy myself a combo and that would be a lot cheaper? People are making comparisons like that. So I saw one yesterday. Burger King has got a mix and match two for $5 deal. Okay, for five bucks, yeah, I'm interested. So you can get their Burger King chicken sandwich or you can get their new double cheeseburger. It's brilliant. It is fucking brilliant. I don't know how it took till 2023 for someone to realize if you want a double cheeseburger, it doesn't have to be patty on top of patty. They put it on a longer bun, so it's patty side by side. And then they each have a pickle and ketchup and mustard and relish on it. So they like cut the hamburger in half? No, it's two burgers on a long bun. So it's side by side. It looks like two turntables. Oh, Are they like mini patties or is this like a really huge sandwich? Well, I mean, I think we all know a cheeseburger or a hamburger at the fast food chains is pretty small Small, to begin with. It's like a four ounce burger or something like that. Interesting. So lay it side by side and cat, it completely changes the bun to burger ratio. Oh my God. (laughs) It was great. So I did do the mix and match. I tried one of these new double cheeseburgers, the long ones, and I thought, all right, just because I'm being healthy, I'll throw in a chicken one as well. (laughs) Oh God. I, uh, as much as I think it's clever, what they came up with for the, the chicken, Burger King's not sponsoring us or anything, are they? I don't think so. Okay. Well, that chicken sandwich is just fucking awful. Oh my God. When you look at the options for fast food chicken, you can go to KFC and get their famous one. Popeye's is a hugely popular one. Popeye's. We've got Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Even if you go to McDonald's and get a McChicken. Whatever that trash is that Burger King put on top of a bun is awful. I think that's one of their, isn't that, okay, I know the Whopper's got to be like, when I think of Burger, and I haven't been to Burger King and since I was like a kid, but Whopper I know of as being like one of the more popular ones. Isn't their chicken, isn't their chicken burgers popular too or no? No, I no, mean, I, I wouldn't, I think the McDonald's chicken burger is very popular or the McChicken. McChicken, right. But the Burger King one, it's almost like they have it just to say they have it, but it is just awful. I don't know if it was overcooked or undercooked, but it was rubbery. It was bad. And it was just basically a bun and chicken. Like, couldn't you guys put a slice of fucking tomato on it or a nice sauce so it's not dry? I don't understand why you're handing this to people. I get that it's less than $5, but fuck off. This is really, really bad. (laughs) Sorry, there's a little rant. That's good. A little review. You want an honest review? There's your honest review. And newsflash, Burger King (laughs) will never sponsor this podcast. Don't do that, everybody. (laughs) Now we know. And there, yeah, definitely not going to be any BK sponsorships. Okay, so let's talk about this jeweler. She's telling her story on Reddit. 
under the Am I an Asshole thread. And if you're new to After 9 or to our radio shows, I like these because they're really good scenarios. And people are genuinely curious. They lay out their scenario and then the, the readers in the comments can be the jury. Am I an asshole? So this woman says she's upset after her boyfriend proposed on New Year's Eve with a ring that was exactly what she did not want. Hmm. He says she's ungrateful. Here's the scenario. Leading up to this, they had discussed many times the idea of getting married. She works as a goldsmith at a local jeweler, so she makes the jewelry. She'd said she wanted to make her own engagement ring and she could source whatever materials she wanted and she could put whatever stones in it that she wanted. She could make it look exactly the way she wanted. Well, on New Year's Eve, this guy gets down on one knee. I love you. Want to spend the rest of my life with you. Let's get married. And he gave her a ring. And she says the ring is quite nice. It was a white, it, I got it right here. A solitaire round diamond on a cast white gold band. Now, she says she makes these rings all the time. She says, if that's for you, good for you. But it's exactly what I did not want. She didn't want something common. She wanted something that she made. So she's mad that he went out and bought a ring as opposed to letting her make the ring. He says it's traditional to buy your fiancé a ring. Or if you're going to propose, you buy a ring and present it. That's part of what the proposal is. Mm -hmm. No, she doesn't like it. She's mad because she wanted to be able to make her own. She says, and here's the quote, if I'm the one wearing it, I need to like it. This is something I tell every person I do a ring commission for. And he knows that. He's agreed to return it and let me source out materials and stones to make up the ring that I want. But he's not happy about it. Mm-hmm. Am I an asshole? <laughs> do Where are, do we start here? Yeah. Okay. So I think that this is such a unique, uh, a unique question because not all of us are in that same boat where we are jewelers. She is a jeweler. I mean, this is like she mentioned, this is what she does for a living. And she helps design these rings for people. So for me, I, I automatically think if she's gone out of her way and to discuss this with them in advance, like, hey, if we ever get proposed to, if I ever get proposed to, just so you know, I want to create my own. Is it really hey, going out of your way? It, it, it obviously happened where they had this discussion. OK, so in my opinion, he probably should have listened and taken that as, OK, she definitely wants to because she's going to be the one wearing this every day. If that's the case, then she wants to design her own ring. I think that he should have probably just listened to her. Now that said, it doesn't mean that you have to be like, Hey, I'd like to propose to you. So can you design a ring? Oh no, 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 no. There's lots of options there. You could put one in its place. You could have no ring at all. When you propose, it's okay. There are some people who don't even wear rings at all. Yeah, sure you could. You can propose without a ring. Sure you can. Why can't you? Why can't you? Well, I mean, he bought a ring specifically so course, that he could, could give her anything. a ring. You could do anything. I fucking hate that. You could do anything. Now, she's obviously a traditional in that she wants to wear a ring because she's a jeweler as well, okay? So that's her own thing. But you don't have to do anything. Who says you have to do anything? There's no book. It's an like it's your life. Do what you want with it. But anyway, that conversation aside, yeah, she 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 wanted this. This is what she wanted. She said that to him. And then he did something almost purposely, it seems, against her wishes. Like, no, fuck that. I'm going to give you what I want to give you. That's kind of a rocky start to a relationship, in my opinion. Uh, they've been in a relationship, I think, for a while. They're just talking about taking the next step. The way I see it is, 
she's not proposing to herself. He's proposing to her. And let's keep in mind what a proposal is. I propose to you that we get married and we make it a deal if you accept this ring. And that's the way it's been for a long time. For better or worse, this is the tradition of it all to give a ring. Now, he heard her when she said, yeah, I want to design my own ring and blah, blah, blah. I do agree with you that if he wanted to respect her wishes and and let her do it and have at it and spend however much money, okay, fine. I guess he would still pay the bill, though, wouldn't he? She'd make it. He'd pay for it. Is that what, how this sure. would work? She, or they could design it together, make it like a team thing. Like, hey, let's design this together. It sounds like he's not going to have much say in Probably this. Probably not, an, but an, she's the one wearing it anyway. every day. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, she has the choice to do that, too. If she wants a, a ring that she really likes, she could have made herself a ring at any given time. It's different than an engagement ring, though. This is one that you're supposed to be wearing for the rest of your life. Like, in your, the, you're supposed to be, if you're very traditional, wearing this ring for the remainders of your day with this person, which you hope is every day for the rest of your life. Why do we do that, by the way? Just off topic, it's, but I, why do we still wear our engagement ring after you're already married? Um, yeah, and then you create a band around it and stuff like that. You know, I, kind I, of a waste to me. It would make more sense to spend money on the wedding ring and and sure. get the engagement ring as the cheapy one. I think it's just extra bling. It's something to to use. I don't know. I, I would love to go back to some of these traditions and find out how they were traditions because really all it took was one random person to be like, let's do this, and then everybody follows suit. It's stupid. Like it's the centerpiece dumb. game. One person did it. All now everybody it. does it. And the whole. thing. Thing is just like so cookie cutter for a lot of people. That's why I like when people go out of the way. That's why I think it's okay if she wants to create her own band. I will ask you though. Mm-hmm. So let's say you end up popping the question to your girlfriend and you have a ring and she fucking hates it. Yeah. Are you seriously telling me that you would be like, no, that's the ring and that's that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. So I would not. If to me, it's important that she like what she likes what she's wearing. It's important that she's comfortable with it. Now I will likely not. If that situation ever presents itself, I will likely not ask her, what do you like? What don't you like? I might be tempted to talk to some of her friends. See, and I, I might talk to her sister see, he or her mother. And he didn't even need to do that. He knew he had her telling him, this is what I do for a living and I want to design my own. Like, it's very simple. It, it's not worth it. My whole point in this is, guy, it is not worth it. Let her create her own ring because oh. this is causing fights already. And you guys just got it's supposed to be a happy time. And clearly there's tension in the relationship over a fucking ring. That's crazy to me. And that's why it's like a little bit of a flag. Like if you guys are fighting over this, you're going to be bickering about a whole lot of other serious shit that go- comes up in a relationship. I couldn't agree with you more. Dude, you, this is probably not the hill you want to die no. on. She's clearly a high maintenance. Nah, I don't know th- about that. We don't know that. This is what she does for a living. Okay. Everybody has a fucking job. And yeah. I'm sure you could involve your job in in every aspect of your marriage as well, but it doesn't mean you have to. Hey, listen, from my perspective, this guy decided he wanted to propose and he certainly heard her. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to make my own ring and I want to source the materials and I want, I want, I want. You'll notice there's no you. It's always I with this woman. So... I do think she's an asshole. He presented her with a ring as an engagement. He also agreed to take it back when she said she doesn't like it. But he came to the proposal with a ring. He got down on one knee. He asked her to marry him. And she said yes. But she doesn't like this. And she doesn't like that. And I wanted it differently. Let me ask you a question. If we take out ring and just replace it with proposal, maybe she's the high maintenance person that said, when I get proposed to, I want to get engaged at sunset on the beach in Costa Rica, surrounded by monkeys and elephants. <laughs> well, he could hear that 
and say, oh, is that what you want? Okay, well, either way, I'm the one proposing to you, and I've decided we're going to get engaged uh, uh, by the pond at City Hall downtown, or we're going to go to the top of the Eiffel Tower to get engaged. Newsflash, woman, it's not up to you. If you wanted to do it, you should have done it. Make the ring, give it to him, say, give it to me when you're ready. Or, or you could just take what you're given. If you want a nice ring, make yourself a ring. But she didn't know, in all fairness, she didn't know he was going to do this. She figured she had this conversation with him. He knows what she likes and what she wanted. And then, boom, he comes out with a different ring and expects her to wear it. I mean, this is a, again, this goes back to a conversation that she thought was ended in fine between the two of them where he said, yep, absolutely, that's going to happen. Don't forget, go back to what she said. They agreed to it and then he went against it. That's that's what it was. Like you could go ahead and say you want a proposal and you want an elephant to carry the ring down. And then guess what? If you're the if you're the person on the other end of that conversation, say that's not fucking happening. Just be honest. Like this guy said he was going to do something and then didn't. So you can't be you can't be surprised that she's kind of like taken back by it. I don't know that he actually agreed with this. I think this was a lot of her saying what she wanted. I don't know that he ever actually said. Didn't okay. she say? Oh, I thought that she had said like we agreed. Like he he said yes. Okay, you no. can create your own. I mean, they had talked about it at length. She says many times, and she'd always been steadfast in that she wanted to make her. Because well, I ring. think that's an important detail that does matter. Did he say okay, yeah, or did he say yeah, we'll see. I want to surprise you, maybe. You know, like that's important to note. Yeah. Okay, listen, we're going to leave it at that, everybody. You know the stakes. If you want to weigh in, slide into our DMs and uh, go ahead and do that. By the way, while we're talking digital, because we mentioned DMs, Facebook quickly here. Oh, shit. Guys, it sucks. Um, there's, there's scammers. We might have mentioned this on the podcast. There's a lot of scammers out there on Facebook. The latest one is so bad. I mean, commenting on posts from years ago, letting people know that they're winners. It says Scott and Kat right on it, and it has a picture of us. It is not verified, and it is not us, more importantly. Do not give them information. They've got some site, some link tree website they want you to go to. Anyway, guys, if you get anything like that, it is not us. We are not doing any giveaways on any any pages, unless it's one of our radio station pages with a verification check mark, mm-hmm. you did not win anything. This is a scam. These people are losers. And to make things worse, Scott and I have been trying to shut these down, and our management has been trying to shut these pages down, and Facebook's freaking useless. Yep. Sent me a memo saying that they did not actually go against their community guidelines. So what is your guideline then if you're if you're totally okay? You must totally be okay with people taking people's information. And if you have already given information, and we've heard from some people who are so worried because they've given it, uh, just be on alert. That's all. Be on alert. Be aware that you've done that. And we don't know who this person is selling this information to or what the purpose is for it. Again, this is a Facebook problem. This is one of the reasons why I want to leave Facebook. They're just, if you're telling me and you're sending me an email saying, oh, it didn't actually imitate you when it has my fucking name and photo on it. Yeah. This is you saying I'm being imitated. This is actually me. That. That's me not me. Is not me. Yeah, and, and so the verification process is also stupid with our own page. So who knows? We might even get rid of the page. That way, we can say to you guys, Scott and I have no pages on there. It's not us. You know, uh, I apologize to those who were bombarded uh, by messages, but it is not us. Feel free to block and report those profiles if you yeah. see it. Yeah, report it. I don't know if it's going to do any good. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Honestly, I. I think he wants it. Maybe he does because you know what? There's some platforms that take impersonation and things like that quite seriously. Uh, uh, Twitter, for example, has done a real big effort to try and weed out bots and scams and things like that. They've done a very good job. They're going to launch a whole network around verifying so that you can trust the sources that you see. Yeah. And then in contrast, you get Facebook. 
who will look at us, two obvious members of the media with a huge following and radio shows and podcasts and the whole nine yards. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll go through the process. We'll see. We get an investigation going that takes them weeks to do, mm-hmm. and then they find, oh, yeah, it didn't really violate our community standards. The fuck do you mean it didn't violate your yeah. community standards? This is people getting ripped off. Yeah. I think it's because they're not actually taking money right off the top. They're they're getting information first. And so they think that that's fine. It's not okay. It's not. It's it's not okay. It is, it is imitation, and it, it pisses me off to no end, guys. It really does. Have yourselves a fantastic Thursday, everybody. We will see. Is, is Dave back tomorrow? Or is he off all week? He's, I think he's supposed. You know what? This he's what a great manager Davis. He's supposed to be off, and he was emailing back and forth with me earlier this week, and I didn't know he was actually on vacation. And I said, Dave, I didn't know you were on vacation because he mentioned to me like, yeah, I'm supposed to be off, but it's fine. And he called me, and I was like, wait a minute, you should be shutting down everything. Like you're mm-hmm. on vacation. So whether he's going to be on the podcast or not, I guess we'll all find out together. I hope he takes the day and just enjoys and relaxes. But uh, we'll see. If he doesn't. He'll be here tomorrow. He'll be here, and I'll give him (laughs) trouble for being here. Have a great day, everybody. A woman in West Virginia recently had her wallet returned to her nearly 55 years after she lost it at a high school dance. That's not all she lost, said her 54-year-old daughter. (laughs) Guys, I I read that researchers are working to develop a new smart device that could tell whether you have COVID or the flu. Oh. They even have a good name for it. It's called a COVID test. The Southwest Airlines Pilot Union published a letter yesterday denouncing the carrier's leadership and said the company was turning into a cult. Even worse, they only give you half a Kool-Aid. <laughs> the After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.